Hello, friends, and welcome to another edition of the Virtual Ingenuity Business Podcast. Our special guest today is Deb Boulanger. She is a business growth specialist and the founder of the Launch Lab. Now, as a business growth expert, um, she helps six-figure coaches and consultants to grow and scale their businesses to make meeting their revenue and lifestyle goals, uh, goals inevitable. Deb is an expert. Um, she creates a predictable business development process based on her decades, guys, decades of sales, marketing, and product development experience. Now, over the 20 years, Deb has launched dozens of um, services that have generated hundreds, even millions in revenue for her clients. And she's launched and she grew a single division from zero to $32 million in 30 months. So it is attainable. Deb applied the same principles, million, multi-million dollar corporations. I'm sorry, guys. She applies the same principles, uh, multi-billion dollar corporations use to research and refine their processes to help coaches and consultants monetize their hard one expertise. She is on a mission, my friends, to close the revenue gap for women entrepreneurs and to help you make your vision a reality. How awesome is that? Deb, welcome to the Virtual Ingenuity Business Podcast. How are you Thank today? You. I am well. Thank you so much, Claudine. I'm so excited for this conversation today. And thank you for that lovely intro. Oh, you're welcome. It's an amazing intro. Um, listen, let's talk about your journey from corporate to entrepreneurship and how you can help, you know, other other um, individuals that are wanting to make that journey from the corporate world um, to to solopreneurship. Um, so what yeah, are the most common? I mean, yeah, go ahead. Deborah. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Ask your question. Well, I was going to say, you know, what are some of the most common mistakes that you see women entrepreneurs make? Because a lot of women and, uh, you know, we just don't have a guide to help mm. us. So what are some of those mistakes and how can they avoid making those mistakes? Yeah, so I think um, in general, people come with the expectation that it will be much easier than they think. They think, well, I have my services, I'll build a website, I'll get my LLC, I'll get a logo, I'll activate my referral network, and magically I will have clients and I'll be able to replace that corporate paycheck. And there's so much more involved into starting a business, differentiating yourself in the marketplace being able to understand who's an ideal client, who's not, and what are you selling and how much are you selling it for? And how are you meeting people on a continual basis so that revenue growth becomes predictable in your business? And I think when I share that with women who are just leaving corporate, it's a huge eye-opener for them. Um, because even as a consultant, some may have been relying on those early referrals and eventually that referral network will dry up if you're not feeding it, if you're not out there, if you don't have a visibility plan. That's right. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about 
having a visibility plan. So a visibility plan would mean, you know, um, an example is having a business plan. That is so important. And many entrepreneurs do not have a business plan. Um, so yeah, that, yeah, that's one of the things that I, that's a must <laughs> when you're starting a business. You've got to have your vision. You've got to have your missions. Yeah, plan is key. You know, vision, values, mission is great. But without a roadmap that will actually get you there, you don't get to make the impact that you want to make with the world. Right. So most of the women that I work with have a desire to impact others, to leave the world a better place than when they entered it and to leave the corporate world a better place than when they were there. And so I think it's uh, super important to have a plan that you can manage to, because if you have no plan, how do you prioritize your time? You know, how do you know what to focus on? How do you know what's important now versus something that's a nice to have? And this is the other thing, Claudine. So what happens is because you don't know what you need, it's so easy to get caught up in these bright, shiny objects. And it might be, oh, there's a marketing course over here and I can learn how to leverage LinkedIn over here and I can take this course. And so they think that they're actually pulling together skills that they need, but most can apply them because they haven't done the basic foundation of growth, which is who is your target market? What are you offering? How are you different? What's your pricing? What's your business model? Mm -hmm. And what's your business plan? Right. And they're easily, so they're easily distracted once you don't have that roadmap. It's so easy to get sidetracked. That's a great point, Deb. And impacting together, you mentioned that, that is so important as well. What can you do in your community? How are you going to serve your community as well? I think that if you have a business, it's, that's great, right? You have your roadmap, but how are you going to impact the community around you? I feel that having a business is great, but if you're not impacting your community, then it's, you know, it, it's almost not that good. You know, there, there's a bigger, I think there's a bigger uh, plan. There's a bigger cause. So, so let's talk about pricing since you, you brought that up a little bit. How can you tell, how can one tell if they're priced appropriately for their market? This is such a tricky question and one that puts particularly women entrepreneurs into a tailspin because it becomes, what am I worth? Or what is my time worth? And it, if you have self-esteem issues, and I think everybody has some form of self-esteem, self-confidence issues that come to play here because suddenly you're, you're no longer in the zone of comfort and familiarity and, and success. You're in brand new territory. So um, it's tricky. And you can think of yourself as, oh, I'm new to this. So I can't charge that much. So there's um, there are three primary mistakes I see women entrepreneurs make with their pricing. Number one is you look outside in the marketplace and you say, what are other people charging? I'll charge the same. And that isn't good because you're looking, sounding, messaging, pricing exactly like every, everyone else. And there's nothing different about you. The other trap that's very common with both coaches and consultants is pricing by the hour and trying to determine, well, what is an hour of my time worth and how many hours is it going to take me to do this thing? And uh, no one's buying an hour of your time. 
like full stop. No one's buying your time. (laughs) People are buying an outcome. They're buying a result, whether you're working with a corporation who has an opportunity cost on the table or who's actually bleeding employees because they can't retain them or they don't have enough women leaders or whatever that is, their salespeople aren't effective enough. There's a cost to that. And there's also a value to what you deliver. But the third one I find women fall into most often is getting their heads into their clients' wallets, Mm -hmm. especially with coaches or especially with those who sell to nonprofits. And there's this feeling of, my client can afford that. And that's a problem for two reasons. Number one, it's not up to you to decide what is of value to the person on the other side of that line, whether you're on Zoom or on a phone call or in person, it's not your business. And two, when you decide for someone what they can afford, you rob them of the ability to invest in themselves at a higher level. And when people invest in themselves at a higher level, they're committed to the transformation. They're committed to doing the work. So I think it's always good practice to have some portion of your revenue that you set aside for partial scholarships or for working with people who you feel compelled to work with, who might be, for instance, I work with several women in Africa. And the economy there is so vastly different. So that affords me the ability to maybe offer someone a partial scholarship. But it's because I have a sense of my worth. I have a sense of their worth. And I'm calling them up to a higher calling. Oh, that, I love that. And that you know, goes back to helping in your community, giving back to your community, doesn't it, Deb? Yeah, absolutely. And so if I may just add to that a little bit and leave our listeners with a new way of thinking about their value, it's something that I call return on advantage. So instead of looking at the market, instead of looking at what an hour of your time is worth, instead of looking at what you believe your clients can afford, because it's only a belief, it's only a thought, Look at the return on advantage. What is the value of the result that you're delivering to your clients? And what is that result over time? Mm -hmm. And if I could just share a little story here. Um, One of my clients was a chief people officer in corporate, and she left corporate to help more women get a seat at the executive leadership table. Mm-hmm. And in her coaching, she coaches them on mindset, she coaches them on skill set, on communication, but she also helps them advocate for themselves in the negotiation process over salary. And she said to me, and I'm getting chills thinking about this, in every single case where she has worked with these women, they have received an additional $100,000 in compensation. Mm-hmm. So you think about the value of that over time. It's not only the, the immediate money in the bank, right? it's the future value of that money, but what's priceless is now the confidence to advocate for yourself and this new sense of self-worth. I love that. And um, that's return on advantage. That's ROA, return on advantage. That's the ROA framework. And that is certainly mm-hmm. more effective, Deb, than your ROI, return on investment, isn't it? Yes, it is. Because return on investment is all financial. 
-hmm. number one. And it's also immediate. People want immediate, you know, it's like investing in the the stock market. Some people want just immediate returns. They want to be a day trader instead of investing for the long term. Right. That's right. And the long term is really, I feel, you know, what counts. It's if investing in the long term, that's how you build and sustain those relationships. And then you sustain your clients that way as well. Would you agree? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so the the goal that you know, the way I work with my clients clients is to create a services value ladder mm. so that, you know, we might go in the door of what's the most pressing problem that my client has right now. Let me solve that most pressing problem. But most of us know that the, the pressing problem was just a symptom of a bigger disease. Mm -hmm. And so, but once we solve that, we build up the trust. Uh, hopefully it's a quick result um, maybe a, a lower price point, but then it opens the door for a future opportunity for bigger transformation. That's right. So when my clients go through the launch lab, they then graduate to the six figure accelerator. And that, that means that I get to go deeper. I get to work with people longer on average, 18 months, sometimes two years or more. And they get a bigger transformation with their business by not doing all these other you know, bright, shiny objects and trying to piece together a business plan that works. Right. Okay. So there's a greater sense of focus there with you, mm -hmm. which is so important. Deb, how can, how can a woman in, in the services sector add more revenue than if she's a solo, solo practitioner and then, and the only one delivering the services? Mm -hmm. Well, you could hire a team of McKinsey consultants. And the thing that they would say to you is raise your prices. Mm -hmm. It's the number one way to generate more revenue. And I would guarantee, because I know for sure that the stat is that women business owners earn 30 cents to the dollar. So you can be assured that there's room for you to grow and you can inch it up if you want. You can try the next time you have a conversation with a potential client, increase your prices by 20%. And then the next time increase them by 50%. And maybe the next time you double them, I've helped so many of my, not even clients, people who just come to my free trainings, double their prices. And I get these emails that say, thank you so much. My life has completely changed because I was able to step into a bigger value proposition. Wow. So can you then, oh, let me touch on this a little bit too. Hiring versus outsourcing. I had an episode in which we talked about that. Do you have any um, suggestions to give based on that? Because I noticed, you know, you, you answered with hiring someone. So, you I mean, outsourcing is also a possibility too, isn't it? Oh, I am 100% behind getting talented freelancers around you to fill in the gaps of your own knowledge or preferences. Mm -hmm. So I am not a detailed person. I'm not a process person. I am a visionary. I am a creative. I uh, love to serve my clients. I love to create new, new products. I love marketing. I do not like to document my standard operating processes. You know, I don't like to do all the backend mechanics in the CRM system that are required. So I've been working with someone who has her own company for about four or five years I have a podcast producer that I outsource the podcast editing and producing to. 
Uh, I have a virtual CFO, but you know, that's at multiple six figures. When you first get started, the good thing to do is to make a list of everything that you have to do in order to be successful running your business. And then ask yourself, do I like it? Am I good at it? Do I want to keep it? Or do I want to outsource it? So I don't think you know this, Claudine, but I have a secret vision of being a seven-figure solopreneur. So at this stage of my career, at this stage of my life, I have no desire to have employees. And I might change my mind. I'm open to changing my mind next year. But I like the freedom and flexibility of working with people as long as it's working and having an ease of switching up the right talent as my needs change and as this business grows. But mostly I've kept, when I find good people, I keep them. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the fact that you just said that, that you have no intention of, you know, hiring someone because this goes back to having a plan, what we talked about earlier, Deb, um, because it's easy if you don't have a plan, like we talked about, to get swayed and sidetracked because then you'll have, you may have someone whispering in your ear saying, you need to outsource, you need to hire someone. Not every business owner needs to hire employees. So you are living proof now that you can be extremely successful without hiring employees to work for you. Yeah, absolutely. And I love my team and I call them a team. I've got two coaches, adjunct coaches uh, that work in both of the the programs. Uh, My CFO, I have a social seller who helps me just keep in contact with the people who are already in my ecosystem. Uh, She's an extension of me, you know, not not a spam bot. Mm -hmm. And so that's an alignment, (laughs) alignment with my values is that we're here to serve and we have resources that we could give to people. And so she's out there making sure that people are aware of our resources and that when we have free trainings, they're they're invited to join us. Okay, great. So let's go back a little bit. And you mentioned um, pricing. Can you share some pricing success stories with us? Yes, I can. Um, so I have a tool called the pricing calculator, which I'll share with your listeners as well, they can download it. So I have worked with successful consultants who were charging by the hour. And in this particular case, she was an in-demand change management consultant working in highly regulated industries like healthcare and financial services, pushing, getting change through, whether it was business process change, whether it was a technology change, Uh, She was a very, very talented person who had developed her own framework for delivering change. She was charging by the hour and grossly undercharging for her services. And what happens when you undercharge and you're a consultant is you'll top out around 200,000, 250. And so the first thing we did was we just doubled her prices. We modeled out the typical size of the engagements and we doubled her hourly rate. And then we created package pricing. So first of all, you don't have to track your time anymore, which is an administrative nightmare. You don't have to submit your hours. You're pricing your services based on the value that you deliver. The very next day, she got a phone call and she quoted her new package price. And they said, great, we'll send over the PO. 
There was no pushback, zero pushback. And I challenge everyone listening to this, double your prices to see if you get any pushback. I've been stopped on the street in Manhattan after I had coached a woman in a free training on doubling her prices using the calculator. And she said, you changed my life. I was able to quit my job, go full time into my passion. Now I've moved to Atlanta and I'm so successful and so happy. So those are, and the prior story, the change management consultant increased her revenue that year by 250% and last year hit seven figures. Mm. Okay. So that pricing calculator is extremely useful and Mm. Pricing is just one of those things when you're an entrepreneur that you don't want to think about. You're, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs are really scared to increase their prices, but there is a strategic way to do that where you, you won't have that pushback and um, your clients are, will be happy of the, because of the value that you provide, that they yes, won't and care you have that to your give- price has increased. That's right. And you have to be very good at the sales conversation to be able to articulate what that value is for that client. So they need to articulate what the value is for them. And then you have something to say, well, you know, this is what it will cost us to work together. And if there's pushback on price, you can say, well, let's go back to the value that we expect to get out of this. Right. That's right. It's all about the value that they're going to get mm-hmm. from working with you. So Deb, you have really introduced us to and my listening audience to a lot of um, fruitful information here. Um, if our listeners could have one takeaway from what we talked about today, what in your opinion would that takeaway be? So one takeaway from today is that you are likely undervaluing your impact Mm. and to really lean into that. And maybe it's talking to past clients and interviewing them on what the, the value was to them and how did that change over time, but getting a sense of what your true value is. Love that. That's perfect. What, Deb, is the one piece of advice then that you wish someone would have given you when starting your business? Number one, it's a long road. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a long road. Don't expect to replace your corporate salary overnight. Yes. Um, and number two is to focus on the one thing that's going to move the needle. Mm-hmm. And I think it's easy to get caught up in all the trappings of online marketing and social media and that kind of visibility when the most important thing for you to do when you first start out is you need clients. That's right. And so while a lot of of people are talking about how to cancel hustle culture, Mm -hmm. you have to get your hustle on when you first get started. You have to get your hustle on. And your one focus is how am I meeting people? What conversation am I having with them? And how am I inviting them into my ecosystem, into my circle? That's right. Building relationships. Just because you have a business and you have a website, people are not going to come to you. Absolutely, Deb. I 100% agree. You have to hustle. You have to talk to people. Get in front of people. Um, Word of mouth works great. 
I tell my clients too, don't buy into the social media, the pressure of having to have social media platforms. You have to be on Instagram. You have to be on LinkedIn. You have to be on Facebook. Not necessarily. Word of mouth works great. And if you get your first client, Deb, and you present to them and you give them great value, well, guess what? They're going to refer you on to somebody else. They're going to make an, an, introdu- an introduction for you. So, you know, I think that we get caught up sometimes in social media. And I, ju- I agree with you 100% on that, that it's not um, for everyone. It's not for every business owner. Yes, that's true. All right. Well, Deb, thank you so much for um, being a guest on our show Please tell us where our listening audience can find you and your amazing services that you provide. Thank you, Claudine. Uh, Well, first, I'm happy to give away the pricing calculator. So if you go to thegreatdoover.com, that's great, D-O-O-V-E-R.com slash pricing, you will be directed to the download for the pricing calculator and would love for you to have that and play with it. It can be life-changing when you see the ripple effect of what a small change in your pricing can have to your revenues. And LinkedIn. LinkedIn is my primary platform of choice. You can follow me on Instagram if you want to see my dog pictures. But if you want the business advice and uh, the Life After Corporate newsletter and the podcast. So we also have a podcast called Life After Corporate also on Apple and Spotify and everywhere podcasts are accessible and we have great guests and great advice on that as well. Yes. And your podcast is amazing. I absolutely love listening to it as well. Yes. Oh, thank you. Yes. Great, great points and great takeaways from your podcast as well. So I urge my listeners to. I got um, you. (laughs) Awesome. I love it. I love it, Deb. Um, Thank you so much for joining us on the virtual ingenuity business podcast deb i love it um when two friends come together and we just have a great time and we impact together i I love that so thank you so much my friends thank you you, claudine you're welcome deb and friends you can listen to more of the virtual ingenuity business podcast we are on apple podcast and um we are on Spotify. So be sure to like, subscribe, rate, and comment. You guys get in touch with Deb. She's amazing. Until next time, my friends, let's impact together.